Hey, Ted, let's have some music right now on the show. Uh, let's listen to the late greats with River's Edge. Are you talking to yourself? Did you stop recording? No, but you said, hey, Ted. Did I? You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I am so. I, do you know what? I, I think the thing is, I've listened to previous episodes so much mm. that I'm just. I'm so used to hearing you say, "Hey, Ted." Hey, Ted. Hey, Ted. That I'm now <laughs> getting to the point where I'm saying, "Hey, Ted." I'm. I'm. I'm Ted. You are Ted. <laughs> right. Okay. Excellent. Welcome to the Tuesday Show with CJ and Ted. This week, it's not my way and it's the wrong highway and much more. Yes, and welcome to episode number four. I'm CJ. And I'm Ted. And how are you doing today, Ted? I'm, I'm good, thank you very much. Good day. I'm glad to be here. Good day. So today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Which means yesterday was Monday. Mm. Do you know what the day before was? No. Hang on. Hang on, this is not difficult. The day before Monday was Sunday. It wasn't just any old Sunday. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl, do you, do you know what Super Bowl Sunday is? I do not actually know what <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday is. I, I, I think I know what Super Bowl is. Mm-hmm. It's a... Um, game, and I know what Sunday is. I can put the two together and understand that there's some sort of connection. Um, so there was a there was a football game then. There was an American football game that happened on Super Bowl Sunday, called the Super Bowl, which is the uh, effectively the climax of the season between between the two championship teams as to who wins the uh, what's called the Vince Lombardi Trophy, which is effectively their version of the World Cup. Hang on. Mm. What do you mean, their version of the World Cup? Well, yeah, no other country plays American football apart from America, so... So it'd be their version of the FA Cup, then? Uh, I don't know, whatever. It's the simplest way of putting it, it's their version of a World Cup. Okay. For American football. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's the trophy to get. So... I won't spoil it by saying who won. <laughs> um, but but you know, to all intents and purposes, you know, it wasn't a bad game. Um, New England Patriots versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I'm not a big fan of the Patriots. I'm, it's more Tom Brady. I don't like him. He's a bit of an arrogant so and so, and he plays angry football as well. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you understand what I mean by angry football. No, I don't. Basically, so... Uh, I, I barely understand what you mean by football. Okay. So, Tom Brady, is uh, he plays a position called quarterback. He's effectively like the team captain. And he, or when his team are falling behind, mm. so they'll get to, you know, later on in the second half of the game and, and they'll be down by, 
you know, I don't know, let's say 20 points, he gets a bit angry and starts playing really, really well. Right. Because he's angry. Okay. He, he's like he he's like using the dark side of the force. Yeah, you know, he draws his strength from the dark side. Right. Um, and ends up coming back to win games that way. Right. Now, I'm not saying he won, you know, this Super Bowl. Looks like some people may not have watched it yet. So a bit like having a guard dog that you poke with a stick. Uh, I wouldn't have gone that far, no. Right. Um, it's a bit like having a, a badger that you... Um, it's a bit like having a beaver that you set a big cat on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just plays angry football. He, okay. he, he gets quite emotional about the game, which is fair enough because you know, it pays his wages at the end of the day, but he's an aggressive player when he's not winning. Right. And it shows in his style of play as well. It's like He's almost like a bit, I'm not really bothered you know, throughout the game and then... Yeah, when he when he suddenly figures out that actually he's going to lose the game, he he gets a bit you know emotional about it and yeah, and starts throwing hard balls. So hard boiled eggs, no balls, not boiled. Basically, he'll throw a fast you know he'll do a fast pass for the ball. He won't hang around. He'll just launch it as hard as he can down the field. You know, rather than giving it a gentle flip to somebody or. You know, he, he'll, he'll, he'll <laughs> Sorry, just... what was that action? A gentle flip. That's oh, how you okay, pass okay. A, an American football. Okay, all right. So if you knew the sport, we wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have to do stupid hand gestures. <laughs> <to you>. Yeah. <laughs> He's get on board with a real sport. Cricket is not a real sport. I'm not on board with cricket. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, and I think for that, I, I don't really like him that much. He's, he's a bit of a, yeah, quite quite arrogant Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. And I know I've just upset, you know, if any Patriots fans are listening, I know I've just upset them. But hey, I don't care. I'm a Packers fan anyway. Go Pack Go. Anyway, let's have some music, shall we? Yes, let's have some music. <laughs> <laughs> and our first track for today's show. Oh, God. Do you know what? The worst thing is, I was going to launch straight into it, and I bet it would have been absolutely spot on. It's fine. You weren't prepared. <clears throat> no. Do you know what fault. I wasn't prepared for? Mm. I, I really wasn't prepared for how out of my depth I was in terms of your conversation about the Super Bowl. Okay. I, I realised that I had nothing to bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from those Pringles. No, you brought Pringles, yeah, to, I brought the Pringles table, yeah. to the table. And the first track for today's show is Neon City, and that's by Anna Jones. It's the end of the week and the time has come To let down your hair and have some fun We've been working all day, exhausted by night So let's get out and put that right And take me to the neon city Where the bars are full and the lights are pretty Take me to where musicians play So I can grab you by the hand and swing and sway Let's dance till the morning light Let the laughter flow to make us feel alright Take me to those dazzling streets Where crazy devils and sweet angels meet Whoa 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 Monday again Before you can blink No time to stop no time to think there are bills to pay and mouths to feed but tonight there's something else i need so take me to the neon city where the bars are full and the lights are pretty take me to where musicians play so i can grab you by the hand and swing and sway let's dance till the morning light let 
to do is feel alive The end of the week is now in sight Just you and me and Friday night So take me to the neon city Where the bars are full and the lights are pretty Take me to where musicians play So I can grab you by the hand and swing and sway Let's dance till the morning light Let the laughter flow to make us feel alright Take me to those Shame it's not it's Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it, about it's, it's somewhere like, yeah. it's somewhere towards the beginning of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to still knuckle down a bit. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> thankfully it's not Monday anymore, but you can't rest on your levels. <laughs> oh dear. And that was Neon City by Anna Jones. And uh, you went to Exeter to meet up with her, Ted? Yes, I did indeed. I met Anna uh, just before Christmas. And the chat that we had is coming up later on in the show. Lovely. Looking forward to that. So, Ted... Uh, I spoke to you on the phone the other day, and you were on the M6. Now, I've been thinking about this, because you work in Oxford. Yes. And we are in not Oxford. No. We are slightly northwest of Oxford. Sorry, northeast of north, Oxford. North, yeah, we're we are northeast, northeast of Oxford. Northeast of Oxford, yes. Um, for about an hour and a half-ish. Yep. Why were you on the M6? Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, no. What, okay. So what what happens is there's 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 an there's a motorway. Uh, it's the M40, mm-hmm. and anybody that knows this sort of geography will know that there's the M40, which runs from Ox. I don't know. It must. Does it go all the way somewhere? Mm-hmm. London to Birmingham. Okay. So it goes from London to Birmingham. Of course it does. So it goes from London to Birmingham, and on the way. It swings by Oxford a bit. It does. And if you if you hop onto that, you can come off uh, a few junctions down the road, or maybe only one or two, depending where you get on. Or maybe, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea is, it, it will help you. Uh, it'll act as a conduit to take you onto the uh, A forty A forty three. Correct. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So what's the A thirty four? That goes from Bista to, uh, well, Newbury and further down. It goes all the way to Southampton, I think. Okay. okay. But that's the one that, you know, when you come off the M40, um, you'll get on the A34 and then head away from Bista down towards Oxford. Right, I see. So, <laughs> so anyway, there's this this, this M40. Um, now, if you, if you get off and go on the A43... Yes. That will take you up towards Northamptonshire. Yes. And the um, Midlands. Well, mm. that, you know, the East Midlands. If you fail to take a junction between Oxford and, you know, probably past Coventry, that sort of way, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, <laughs> um, you'll find yourself 
uh, winging your way towards <laughs> Birmingham. Now, imagine if you will, uh, and I don't need to imagine because it happened to me. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> I was there, uh, but I was there. It was an evening. It was a Friday evening, so I was trying to get back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was trying to get back for the weekend after being down in Oxford. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I don't think I'd really left on time that I wanted to. So it was getting a bit late. It was getting a bit dark. I was a bit, you know, uh, yeah, it'd been a long week. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? I might have been, I might have been uh, preoccupied by by tuning in to the the latest episode of the Tuesday Show. Yeah. A good choice, a good choice, and that is my excuse for what <laughs> what became a bit of a nightmare. Because uh, yeah, I just stayed on the M40. Because <laughs> a long story short, I stayed on the M40 until I realised that I shouldn't be on the M40, and then I realised that the only way off it was the junction for the M6, which would take me towards uh, the right direction. <laughs> except for the fact that, except for the fact, now th- this is where it wasn't my error, mm. because the because the M6 was shut. Right. Unfortunately. That meant that I had to carry on for a few more junctions, or what seemed to be, you know, most of my adult life. (laughs) (laughs) And I ended up up funneled into a situation whereby I needed to pay the M6 toll... Which, which I, I, I don't even know how much it was because it was con- contactless. But what is it? Five pounds something. Five ninety. Five ninety. Yeah. What about? Does, does it depend on which time of day it is? It was after ten o'clock at night. It goes down. I don't know. It was probably getting close to it by then. <laughs> um, because you know, I did try to avoid it. I was like, yeah. how do we get out of this? Yeah. So I paid I don't know, five pound ninety or possibly less. To go on an M6 toll, and you know, in my, in my experience, the M6 toll is for is for one thing, one thing only, and that's going north. Okay, that's not going north from Oxford. No, that's, that's going north from Birmingham. From Birmingham, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from anywhere vaguely uh, south of Birmingham. Yeah, that, that, um, that's for going towards Manchester, Liverpool, yes, Man- um, Staffordshire, yes. yeah, Scotland, Scotland, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> But but so, parts, so, of, parts of Wales, yeah. yeah so, but here's the bit that confused me, right? So, um, and, and again, just to, in case the listeners aren't 100 percent okay with the geography of this, so you head north on the A34, yes, um, after coming out of Oxford, and that, this is basically like the primary route between, um, effectively, the M4 and the M40 if you want to go past Oxford. So you come you come out of Oxford, go north on the A34, you get on at the M40 at junction nine um, at Bicester. You have to travel one junction to then get off to go down the A43 towards Northamptonshire. Or, sorry, come up the A43 northbound towards Northamptonshire. At what point did you realise you'd gone, you'd, you'd missed the junction? Where were you when you suddenly realised, I'm still on the motorway and I shouldn't be? I, I, was, I was quite a long way. Because that's a long stretch between Oxford are, and Birmingham. Are there some services along the way? Warwick services, yeah. Yeah. I think it's when I stopped at Warwick services <laughs> to really assess my, my situation that I realised. And, and, and after that, 
And after that, it was road closures and things that just caused me more. I said, Surely there would have been a point where you could just, right, I'll come off at this junction, I'll turn around and go back. Do you know? Because you know, you've ended up going all the way up the M40 to Birmingham. But you've then also gone on the M42 between the M40 and the M6. Yeah. Which goes northbound past Birmingham. <laughs> to then go the wrong way on the M6 and to head northbound on the M6 and end up on the toll road. Well, do you know the... <laughs> You couldn't have gone more wrong. Okay, so when I'm at, when I'm at Warwick Services, I obviously I punched into the into the sat nav thing, mm. uh, and that and that's when the trouble started. <laughs> Damn the sat nav! <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so that's where the trouble continued. Mm. That was trying to take me down the M6, and then the M6 was shut, and then it was trying to take me out the M6 the wrong way so that I could do an about turn. Uh, which I, you know that wouldn't work either. Uh, mm. So I was really I, I was. I was making up. I was really making it up as I was going along. In the end, um, do you know the real the real sting of the tail mm. is you know when things like that happen. You still paid five pound ninety for the toll road. I paid five pounds. each way. I paid no, not each way. I only paid once. I don't know how that happened. So how did you, how did you get back? I I don't know. <laughs> but by by this time by this time I was just, I was just glad that I was on the move. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. The, the the real sting of the tale is that uh, uh, last night mm. uh, I I. Please don't tell me you did it again. I didn't do it again. Um, but I didn't quite take the junction that I intended to. <laughs> I I still overshot the <laughs> A43 and ended up on the A, A4, uh, A422. Yeah, from Banbury yeah. towards yeah. Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's where I came off this time. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> And then I wasn't sure what to do. Should, do I go up to Daventry and go that way, or do I go the way I did go, which was back towards the A43? No, that was the right way to go. I So I, there you go. Yeah, that was the right way to go. Good, good, good. That's what I would have done if I'd have missed that junction, for whatever the reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, come off at Banbury. Yeah. Down the 42 towards Milton Keynes and Northamptonshire. Get back to Silverstone. Yeah. Get on, yeah. Jump on the. Well, see, there's a couple I'd, of ways. I'd, you... I'd be no good at actual Silverstone. I'd never find the pits, <laughs> would I? <laughs> um, also, there's two ways you can go. I think when you come down the 42, you get to a roundabout, and it actually says Northampton to go off on the first exit, and it takes you around some back roads, and you end up oh, 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 coming b- out. Of believe, Silverstone. believe me, all along, all along, I have no doubt that there are signs everywhere <laughs> in that part of the country telling me where Northampton is. Yeah. Uh, it's just that I miss them. But anyway, that's fine. I'm here now. I think you're still alive and you made it back. I, I made it important. back. I made it back. So. Yeah. so Safe and sound. Moving on. So, anyway, um, CJ, between Christmas and New Year, mm. I went down to Exeter and I met Anna Jones, uh, who's a singer-songwriter. Cool. Uh, responsible for one of the tracks we've already heard on today's show. And we had a chat about her music, and playing herself into that chat is Anna Jones. Opening my eyes, I see the sun still shining Maybe every cloud does have a silver lining 
I'm sat here with uh, Anna Jones in a cafe in Exeter, and we've just uh, we've just been listening to "You See Me." Anna, hello, and can you tell us a little bit about "You See Me"? Um, hello, yeah, "You See Me" is quite a jazzy number. It's uh, well, love song really. It's finding new love. It's about new love and looking forward to the future with that new love. Quite simple. That's basically what it is. It's a love song. And what a great way to start our chat. Well, first of all, gigs. Uh, we just mentioned before uh, we started recording that you uh, you did your last gig was mid-December. Uh, mid December, that's right. Yes, I, I collaborate with another singer-songwriter um, in Exeter and we did a, a joint gig together. It was quite an intimate gig. It was about 40 people or so, but it was really nice. It was lovely, sort of pre-Christmas music afternoon. So, yeah, that was fun. But otherwise, I do pubs normally. Um, restaurants, that type of thing. 
Rocky. So normally quite a, a smaller crowd then? Yes, normally, although I have played um, in the summer I did a, a charity gig in Cornwall and that was to around about 100 people but normally it, it's smaller pubs, bars, that type of thing. And are you playing your uh, original music or are you going back to, uh, to covers? Because, you know, we, we've listened to a lot on SoundCloud from you and it's a bit of a range between the originals and the, uh, and the covers. That's right, yeah. Well, I, I do like songwriting. I really, really enjoy song- songwriting. It's a bit of a passion of mine. Depends on the venue, really. Pubs tend to want covers because that's a bit of a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, I know exactly (laughs) people always want to hear something that they know Um, but some of my originals always go down quite well Mm -hmm. in that um, situation too so I do tend to do a mix it really depends on the venue and where I am sort of smaller restaurants bars I can do more originals but in a pub I would do more covers and I tend to do sort of soul jazz covers yeah, I mean, I mean, listening to uh, the covers that you got on SoundCloud, you just imagine you um, sort of draped over Baby Grand piano uh, with a martini as you're uh, uh, singing along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> draped over a grand piano. I'm not sure I could play the piano very well if I was draped over it, but yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's the type of thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what you can that's what you'll have in your mind's eye as you uh, uh, listen to Anna on. Uh, on SoundCloud. Okay, so we, we were sort of tossing up the originals that you've got at the moment, and I know you're, uh, you're still looking at writing more currently as, as well, but we had, what, two, four, six, uh, you, so you've got about eight? Eight at the moment on SoundCloud, yes, and I've got another one that I want to put on, and I've just written another one, so that's ten, so um, that's enough for an album, I reckon. So I, I do, hopefully next year, I want to put them all together and, um, and to get proper proper recordings and, and get my get a cd out so that would be great if i could do that and my little project for next year yeah so cd and uh, and online as well just tell me a little bit about the recording process that you've used so far um well i've got um, an eight track recorder at the moment that i plug my keyboard into so i can record straight into that yeah. and then i've got all the the sound i've got microphones i've got a dynamic mic for my cajon that I play mm-hmm. um, and so then I do the vocal I do it all separately so I then I, I record it all separately onto the different tracks just just to explain to me a, a cajon what, what kind of oh, instrument yes. is that um, a cajon is a Peruvian drum it's uh, I don't know if you've seen it quite a few drummers tend to use them on smaller and more intimate gigs when they can't take a, a, a proper drum kit along and like, you sit like on bongos, it. it's a, a, well no it's a, it's a box cajon is the Spanish word for box Right. And so it's, it used to be that sort of Peruvian um, well, workmen would sit on packing crates. That's where it's all come from. Mm-hmm. And they would sit and they would make a rhythm, use on, well, literally boxes, wooden boxes, um, while they were working um, as a recreational thing. And that's sort of, it's grown, obviously. And this is it's a proper drum. It, does look, it looks like an oblong box that I sit on. And it's also got four guitar strings that um, go down the front plate of it. And so then you can get that sort of a punchy snare, mm. like you would on a drum kit, a yeah. snare type sound. And then you've got the bass sound on it as well. Yeah. A lot of variation of tones yeah. from the drum yeah. and lots of different rhythms. Mm. So, you, you've got, um, so you've got that, you've got the keyboards and yes. other percussion instruments as well. Yeah, well, I just use, a, I've got a tam- well, foot tambourine, which I, I use when I'm, I'm gigging. Mm-hmm. I put a tambourine on my foot. And I've got shakers as well that I record with too. So then, it, and then it creates such a much more fuller yeah. sound, yeah. obviously, than just voice and piano. 
and the vocals, of course. So uh, you're you're one of these people that explains why you know some people have the more than their fair share, and then you end up with people like me that have got no uh, musical talent whatsoever. So. Um, in terms of gigs, obviously we're recording now. We're going out in the beginning of the year. Uh, January, February, you'll be listening to this. What have you got in terms of uh, gigs going up, going forward into the into the new year? Um, well, I've, well, at the moment, March is my first one. I've got um, a gig booked in in March, um, which is a concert, uh, charity concert, um, that I play uh, with other local musicians i'm hoping where's that in topsham so that's just outside of exeter okay yeah um it's the acoustic cafe concert it's called in topsham and that's on the 16th of march um so that's definitely booked in and i hopefully i can go back and play in the local pub that i normally play in um to book it so it's difficult time of year because pubs are busy over the christmas period so i can't really approach people until the new year so next week i'll be messaging everybody again and trying to get some bookings and then there's the exeter the southwest festival of food and drink which is held in exeter every year Um, i did it last year and hopefully i'll be able to play there again next year as well which is great so is that how i would imagine it lots of food and drink and and then and then uh sort of beer tents in the evening that sort of exactly that's right it's held at the exeter castle Oh, right. um, and and then the gardens behind Exeter Castle is just filled with um, cookery demonstrations, like you say, lots of different um, uh, producers, local producers come and um, sell their wares and show off what they do. And then there's live music as well during the, throughout the day and into the evening as well. They have after dark parties um, and it happens over the, the Maybank holiday weekend. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, might be worth uh, taking a trip, uh, taking a trip back to the Devon Four. Yeah, absolutely, it's, yeah. good. it's good. We've talked about uh, some of the originals. In terms of the in terms of the covers that you do, I've heard you've got um, covers all very much of a very much of a theme, kind of a jazzy mm, theme. That's right. um, it's quite soul. Should I stay or should I go? Um, fall in fever. Um, I've right, been listening yes. to a lot of these covers that you've done. No, that's great. Yeah, well, I appreciate your listening. It's great. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, I tend to do covers that are um, more soulful in nature. And then I, well, like the Should I Stay or Should I Go, I've changed completely because that was a Clash um, song, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I've really slowed that down and made it more bluesy, more soulful. Um, I t- and I do that with just the voice and the cajon. And it, it's got, yeah, it has a quite a good effect actually I've had really good um, feedback when I do that one I want to come on to uh, some of your some of your new music there first of all just tell me about any collaborations that you've been doing Locally, I um, I sing with uh, another singer-songwriter. We well, I think I mentioned we we did a gig together in uh, December. Um, but also on SoundCloud, I've met quite a few people. It's a great platform for meeting other musicians and hooking up with people remotely. Um, at the beginning of the year, I because uh, well, I, I'm bilingual. I speak German, and a, a Ger- another German musician contacted me about one of my other songs on SoundCloud, and I was just got, just got talking to him with one of about one of his songs and said how much I liked it, and he wanted to do an English version. So I translated the lyrics um, for that. So we did a, that song together. I did the vocal, 
and then sent it to him and he then did the instrumentation around that and then I've recently done some electro pop which is something which is completely out of my experience <laughs> with um, a couple in the Philippines yeah. who I also met on SoundCloud yeah. and I did um, the vocals for one of their tracks yeah. as well which is also you can see that on my my SoundCloud page that's all on your your, your yeah, track list is it well yeah. it's I reposted because it's their song so I yeah. but I just reposted it so it's on my SoundCloud page as okay. well Super. So there's lots for us to look at on there. So some of your tracks, you, you've got a bit of variety there. Just tell me about some of your uh, newest stuff and the differences between some of the tracks. Yeah, well, I, well, I think I've mentioned before that my style is more jazz, so soulful, and I've drawn a lot of a lot of my writing I've, I've drawn from that genre. But I also uh, quite a few of my tracks are also more sort of folky in nature. And I've tried to link them to my own experiences or observations of, of life in general. Yeah. Uh, and they're much more scaled down and sim- simple. It's just a piano and, and voice on quite a few of them. Uh, and as I said, they're more sort of from folk genre, I think, yeah. really, yeah. or easy. I don't know. It's, it's straight. I, it's <laughs> diffi- I always find it difficult to describe my music, but it's that type. Yeah. I mean, I have to say... I- listening to um, uh, a few of your tracks uh, I get kind of a um, a bit of a, a show tune thing to it uh, thing to it I, I don't know if anybody said that before have no, they no no one that? said that no or maybe, maybe it's your voice maybe you've got a voice that you could take onto I, well the yeah I've got quite a lot of projection on my voice and I just have to open my mouth and the sound comes out and I'm I've got to sometimes I've got to sort of tone it down a bit yeah. because I'm um, I can be quite loud. <laughs> yeah. So what we'll do is we'll we'll just break to listen to one of your tracks, and we're going to listen to uh, Fairy Tale Lives. Uh, just tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, yeah, Fairy Tale Lives is a little bit different to the other ones that I've done. It's more folk in style, in in nature, um, and it's basically I sort of drew on. Well, I thought I was thinking about my children. I've got a I've got a, a son and a daughter, and reading stories rearing reading fairy tales and my daughter is always was always dressing up in cinderella costumes and wanting to be cinderella finding her prince charming and i was the same when i was young and well yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't do that for the verse about my son but anyway (laughs) he's jack and the beanstalk but anyway i don't you might you might read you might hear it in the lyrics you might get it in the lyrics but then growing up of course fairy tales don't really come true but you still believe in them you still really want the dream don't you so it's it's about that really it's about the fact that you you dream of a fairy tale life you probably don't have it because you have to get a job and mm. it's a bit mundane but you still have that little spark yeah that keeps you going well let's escape and let's have a listen to blow out 
So, Anna, last thing before we leave you is where do we find your music? Where do we find more about you online? Well, I'm, I'm on SoundCloud. I'm a big user of SoundCloud, Anna Jones Music. And then from there, I've got links to my Facebook page and also my YouTube channel. I've got a couple of videos of my songs on YouTube channel and some live performances. But if you just search for Anna Jones Music, you should be able to find something. Fantastic. And when any gigs come up, uh, please let us know so that we can put a, a shout out uh, so anybody who's in the area can, uh, can come along or get in touch or find out more about your music. That would be great. Will do. Thank you very much. What should we have to play us out? Well, my favourite one, well, I've got quite a few favourites actually, but the one I really like playing is Rhythm of Our Hearts because it, it's quite an upbeat jazz style to it which is my style yeah. plus I've added the cajon and I just I just really like performing it I've recorded the piano track on into an mp3 mm-hmm. so I play that through my speakers and then I I play the cajon and sing yeah. along to it when I do it live and and I really enjoy doing it. I've got my foot tambourine on as well so I think rhythm of our hearts is the one that incorporates everything that I do okay Okay, well, we'll listen to that now, and thank you, Anna, for uh, for speaking to us today. We'll hope, no doubt, see you in the future. Thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Over a shimmer and sea And out of those golden skies A 
saw the spark of love in your eyes And our hearts started beating as if they were one I could feel the heat of the fire to come We found the flames right up to the sky spiraling down My feet had barely touched the ground For all of those crimson skies The sparks of love danced in your eyes And I started beating as if they were one I could feel the heat of the fire to come We've had the flames right up to the sky Certain those sparks are as wide The rhythm of our hearts Will never break us apart Jones and uh, all the details will be on the uh, podcast description. Lovely. It's a good song and uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That was a bit like Morse code. It was. It was more... <laughs> Do you know Morse code? No. No, me neither. I know SOS and SMS. That's about it. <laughs> Is that three as well? Is it three dots? Three... 
What? SMS is three, SMS. Dot, three dots, two dashes, three dots. Do you not remember the old Nokia phones when they came out? They used to yeah, make that noise. Yeah, they used to go. Yeah. Doo, 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 doo. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Morse code for SMS. Yeah. Um, I, I would have thought I'd known more, but no. No, I, I would have imagined. I, I know what H is. I don't know what H is. I think it. I think it's four dots. But now well, I'm doubting myself. I know A is one dot and B is two dots. Is it? And C is, C is no, S is three dots, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe B is like a dot and a dash. Also, I don't know. I know A is one dot. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's <yeah>. all. <laughs> but no, it's not. It, you know, when when people do Morse code, it's it's all it's all done in phrases. Yeah, it's all shorthand as well. Yeah, yeah. That's where shorthand was invented. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? That's how shorthand was. It, yeah. oh, okay. So. Um, as a, as a nerdy example, mm. um, obviously you know SOS. Uh, before that, it was it was known as CQD. Uh, stands for Come Quick in Distress. All right. But instead of trying to t- tap out Come Quick in Distress, yeah, they just shorten it to CQD. Okay. And same with SOS. Instead yeah. of trying to tap out Save Our Souls, they just tap out SOS. Right. Uh, when people are like sending out you know sending out their call sign, they start off with C the letter C and the letter Q. Right, because um, if you say them together, CQ as in seek you, I seek you. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. No, they don't say oh I see, but um, oh I see. <laughs> but that's but that's pretty much how shorthand was, okay. was, was, was invented. Yeah, by by shortening things down as best as possible. So here's another example. Do you know why people say Roger? When uh, all like the military people, when they're on the radio, they say Roger. Do you yes, know why yeah, they say they, that? Um, yeah, I, uh, they say it because. Uh... No, I don't know. So again, in Morse code, when yeah. you received a message, instead yeah. of sending back received, mm-hmm. you just send back the letter R. Now, in old phonetic alphabet, R, whereas now it's Romeo, it used to be Roger. Really? So rather than saying received, they just send back the letter R, and then when it came on to talking on the radio, they just say Roger, mm. R for Roger. Mm. There you go. Every day's a school day. It is. What a nerdy lesson. What an <laughs> what an educational <laughs> podcast we have for you today. Yeah, I uh, love those little facts though. I, I, I yeah, find those things really fun. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go, you know, why Roger? Where's Roger come from? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Roger. Roger Waterwick. Wood off the white nose winder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so because Dickus, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I thought, no. What's wrong with Bickus Dickus? Bigger, biggest Dickus. Mm. One of my pistol friends. Yeah, exactly. Pistol. It's a character name. <laughs> yeah. Nothing rude about that. Uh, so. So, ladies and gentlemen, while Ted is stuffing his face with Pringles, mm-hmm. uh, I shall give you my review of Pulp Fiction, uh, which I had to go away and watch this week. I'm going to be very honest at this point. It took me four attempts to watch it all the way through because I kept falling asleep. I didn't find it engaging. I imagine, because it was released, what, 1994? I imagine at the time the style of filming and the style of writing was pretty cutting edge and was a bit offbeat to what was you know being churned out by Hollywood. 
all things considered, watching it now, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I think you're right. Um, so at the time, at the time, uh, sorry to chip in there. Uh, right. At the time, it was pretty, uh, pretty off the wall mm. because it it started halfway through, and then cut back to the, the middle. Um, no, that's halfway through, isn't it? Yeah. And then went to, to the start and, and back again. It did take a couple of <laughs> a couple of times to mm. actually get get a grip of what was happening. Now, interestingly, because there's another movie by Quentin Tarantino that does that called Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. I liked Reservoir Dogs as a as a movie, all told. Um, but then again, I haven't watched it for a number of years, so I don't know if if I went back and watched it again now, whether I'd still enjoy it because of again the writing style, the shooting style, um, and whether it's actually something that would keep me interested for long enough. Now, interestingly, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they talk a bit about movies and such like, and they gave me an interesting idea, um, which. Probably everybody at home does this as well. When you're watching TV or watching a movie, you can gauge how good it is or how interested you are in said movie by your mobile phone. How often do you pick up your phone when you're watching the TV? And it's something that I found myself doing whilst I was watching Pulp Fiction is I kept picking up my phone and having a look and checking Facebook and Twitter because I wasn't actively engaged in what was going on. Um, I'm not into movies about heavy drug use and... God knows what that dancing was about between Numa Thurman and John Travolta halfway through, you know, when they're in that diner. But yeah, oh, like I say, I'm sure at the time it was a great movie, and I know loads of people rave about it, and, you know, as we've said before, heavily referenced, you know, Le Royale with cheese. Um, <laughs> I, that was probably my favourite line out of the whole film, Le Royale <laughs> with cheese. It was the fast food element of the... Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the <film. laughs> By the um, way, apologies, I think it was probably me that was texting you, just to see where you were up to with watching Paul Fiction. You, you, you were texting me to um, stop me from falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did struggle watching it. But like I said, I'm sure it's a great movie, and if you're into that kind of filming style, I mean, I'm not a massive Quentin Tarantino direction fan. Like I said, the only the only movie of his that I've seen that I really enjoyed was Reservoir Dogs. Everything else that he's directed, I haven't really sorry that I've seen. I haven't really engaged with. So you're talking well now, Pulp Fiction. You're talking Kill Bill. Mm. You're talking Grindhouse and Death Proof. Um, I didn't like them. Um, you're talking Inglorious Bastards. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm not really interested. Yeah, because it's a Quentin Tarantino directed movie. He has a unique style. And it's a style that doesn't sit in with my flavour of movie. Mm. So there you have it. That's If I'm being perfectly honest, I'd give Pulp Fiction a one out of five. Ooh. But that's my honest opinion. I mean, that's me watching it 24 years later. Yeah. 24? Uh, it tw- I, no, I, I... 94 it came out. So I don't know. I've, I've, that's you. That's you watching it sometime later. Twenty-two but, years later. So yeah. that's me watching it twenty-two years after it was first released. And I imagine at the time it was probably getting you know fours and fives because mm. of its cutting-edge style and because it was completely different from what mm. Hollywood was pushing out. But yeah, now I've gone and watched it. Nah, one just a one from me. A one star. Yeah. Well, this is the, fir- it's the first time it's happened in. All of four, four episodes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tarantino. So, uh, <laughs> if we've got any listeners who are big Tarantino fans, I know one. <laughs> My brother's a big Tarantino fan. Really? Yeah, he loves Tarantino movies. Oh dear! But the thing is, 
But Quentin Tarantino, as a producer and a writer, mm. I think is really good. So yeah. if you take movies like From Dust Till Dawn and Desperado, they're not directed by Quentin Tarantino, but he wrote and produced them. Did he? Yeah, they were directed by a guy called uh, Rodriguez. Uh, I've forgotten his first name now. I want to say Ricardo. No, it's not Ricardo. Something Rodriguez, anyway. Andre? No. I'm going to have to Google it now. Juan? Juan. <laughs> Juan Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, there we go, Desperado. Antonio. Directed by... Directed by... Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Roberto. Yeah. That was totally racist of me. I apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Great movies. I really enjoyed them. But like I say, they're, they're written by uh, Tarantino. Or star Quentin Tarantino. Um, and I really enjoyed them. How many How many of his films has he actually played a part in? Loads. Should we find out? Yeah. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Filmography. As an actor. As, as in, in his own films. In his own films, how many has he played uh, a part? Hateful Eight. Django Unchained. Inglorious Bastards. Uh... Planet Terror, Death Proof, Grindhouse, Kill Bill Volume 2, Jackie Brown. Ooh. So quite a few. Gosh. Um, I don't think he, he wasn't in... Um, I didn't spot him in uh, Pulp Fiction. I know he was in Pulp Fiction. Is this a, is this a, <laughs> is this a directing, uh, producing and, uh, and writing career based on the, uh, just a, a lack of casting in an earlier life? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe. But then again, he, he may be one of those who feels he's good at direction, obviously has found a studio who agrees with him, mm-hmm. but has also gone, I really like to act as well. And yeah. maybe as a cost-saving measure, you know, just cast himself instead of somebody else. Well, I think a lot of people do it. If they can't get a part, they write themselves a part. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's that. Quentin Tarantino. One star. One star. So, here comes the question. What have you got for me this week? So this week, Ted, um, in light of your outstanding review of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective... Thank you. Um, I think it'll be prudent for you to go away and watch mm-hmm. the 1995 movie, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a sequel to Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was guessing that. I was guessing that. My, the, the, the process was uh, working its way to. Oh, right. There's a sequel. Yes. So, okay. Okay. Fortunate, fortunately for you, it is the only sequel. Yeah. There is not a third move. Not a third Ace Ventura movie. All right. Much to the fans' dismay. Yeah. Um, there isn't a third one. So there's not a third one. Okay, yeah. and then there's not one in the can or being planned or anything like that. No. I'm not going to get any more surprises. No, I think Jim Carrey might be a bit old for, for Ace Ventura now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there were some crazy trousers. Yeah, so. the crazy trousers make a comeback. Yeah, um, and the crazy <laughs> hairstyle, so, which yeah. I tried to model myself on. Can you tell? Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you. You, you're doing well. You're doing well. Fantastic. Just need to get you the trousers. Alrighty then. Uh, moving on <laughs> Mo- Moving on, moving on Okay, well I'll look forward to that And I'll be reporting back uh, to you all On Ace Ventura When Nature Calls When Nature Calls Yeah, cool 
And now it's time for another track, and we're going to go back to The Lucky Face, who we featured on episode one of this show. Uh, This song's called Lavetta from the album AI. Episode 4 of The Tuesday Show. As always, you can catch us on Twitter at Tuesday underscore podcast, on Facebook, The Tuesday Show Podcast, and on Instagram at The Tuesday Show. Don't forget to get in touch on email, CJ and Ted at the Tuesday Show.co.uk. You can also catch Ted and myself on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for at Ted James Media and at CJ Brooks FM. That's it. He's Ted James. I'm CJ Brooks. It's been emotional. Goodbye. And she- to have me in a bra And that would not be all And that would not be all And that would not be all Hey, Ted. Nope. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> what day is this?